0: Yo, what's up, Magic fans? Uh, I'm Russ. And I'm Dimitri. And we are so excited to welcome you to episode one
1: of Friday Night Spikes. Yeah, we are a Minneapolis-based Magic the Gathering podcast. And we are focused on players like us, spikes
0: who can't really attend every tournament, want to keep up with the metagame. Every time we're gonna talk about uh, what happened in recent tournaments, what we play going into uh, bigger tournaments going forward. Uh, we'll focus on Modern, but with a, Arena being such a big force in Magic right now, we're going to keep, keep you up to date on Standard as well and talk a little bit about Legacy.
1: Uh, also, each episode we're going to do a deep dive where we'll talk about some other interesting topic for about half the episode. We'll get into something really cool. Today's deep dive, really exciting. We're going to talk about our top 10
0: Uh, older than modern cards that we would reprint into modern, given the option. Yep.
1: Or from supplemental sets.
0: Yeah. Um, So the first segment that we're going to do on this podcast is we're going to talk about last weekend. um, In the formats that we're following, what happened, uh, what decks are on top, what did we see in the metagame. We're going to lead off with modern.
1: Yeah, so uh, there was a SCG Baltimore team event on the 2nd. Uh, that was won by uh, the team with Ryan Over- Overturf in the Modern Seat. He was playing uh, Teamer Phoenix with Traverse. Uh, I think the first time I've ever seen that deck. Have you ever seen that yeah. deck before? No. Yeah. So that was pretty interesting. Um, he had pretty good results, but I think that the uh, one of the big stories of that tournament was uh, Jeff Carr going 16-0 in the Modern Seat with his Mono Red Phoenix build, which... Um, is just an awesome deck going forward. I've been playing a lot of Phoenix decks, and I took one look at this deck, and I was like, yes, so this yeah, is the correct build.
0: I've been wondering why you haven't been playing it recently, too. They seem well, so good.
1: It's true, because I actually have not even played the version with Light Up the Stage and Skewer the Critics. And for yeah, some like reason... It's basically a burn deck, right? Basically a burn deck, like and for some reason, my times. mind did not go to playing those cards in that deck. I was thinking, like, do these cards slot into burn? You know, for sure. Um... But then, you know, I look at this deck list, and Light Up the Stage is just the perfect card for this deck. I mean, I couldn't imagine a more perfect card. I he's mean, up to the full four gut shots, trimming any kind of clunky, <laughs> interactive cards, see. like uh, lightning. the upside of Dumpstering Infect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of these decks were playing stuff like, you know, Lightning Axe. He's just like, no, none of that. Just every one of my cards either does damage or finds me more burn spells. Yeah. And then he put... Um, Two Bedlam Revelers back in the deck, okay. So to kind they of refuel off that for a while, right? Yeah, uh, off that for a while. But this deck is much lower to the ground, and so you can power out Reveler faster, and um, it's just going to refuel with the four gut shot, I mean, and the four Light Up the Stage. I mean, yeah. this deck's not running out of gas, and I think this is the build going forward that I would play. You don't like Is it anymore? I think Is it's good, and the thing about the Is it deck is that it can be built a lot of different ways. Uh, more low to the ground. I mean. There are builds ranging from Monastery Swift Spear lists, with a lot of burn as well, to uh, four Terramander lists, to no Terramander and some number of Young Pyromancer and Bedlam Revelers, and how many Crackling Drakes do you want to play? I mean, Crackling Drakes slows you down a lot, but it's a good card. But it makes
0: it's so that you don't lose to Rest in Peace. Like, I, I think this deck is kind of diverging into two strategies against Rest in Peace. One is, like, sometimes I'm going to draw eight Lightning Bolts and you drew a Rest in Peace and that's great for me. And sometimes uh, the other direction that they're taking is this uh, multiple Crackling Drake build where they don't care about your Rest in Peace because they have a seventeen four that drew them a card. Like,
1: um, <laughs> so I, I think that's two directions. Do you think the red one is better? If I had to play one uh, this weekend, I would play them on a red list, okay. probably Jeff Carr's exact list. Okay. Um, and, yeah, that's, that is the thing you mentioned about these decks, is it's really hard to sideboard against them. I mean, especially the lower to the ground that they are. For example, can you imagine having to bring in Surgical Extraction against the Lava Spike deck? Is that where you want to be? Yeah. <laughs> but it's probably correct you know you should probably bring in life gain if you have it and surgicals against this deck but it's going to feel bad when they just throw a bunch of lava spikes at your face so i mean this deck is hard to hate out it's really powerful it has one of the fastest goldfishes in the format Just good deck. um i
0: like surgical against them especially if you're running a deck with like inquisition of kozilek um because then it goes up in value against like i wouldn't bring it in against burn but if it happened to be in my deck against Burn, I'd feel a lot better if I could, like, nab a two-of in their hand, um, as opposed to just, like, paying two-life to, like, hope they don't draw a bolt anymore. Like- yeah.
1: Well, and also, I mean, if you're against this Modern Red Phoenix deck and you're playing Surgical, uh, you know, you're going to wish you had uh, Black in your deck. Because yep. paying 2 life's going to hurt <laughs> against that deck. I mean, I'm not... I mean, if I had be- if I had a better configuration, I'd consider not even bringing it in if I wasn't playing black. But I probably still would. But I wouldn't forget yeah. about it. As usual, <laughs> Leyland
0: of the Void is king in this format. Uh, let's move forward to Toronto. Um, interesting weekend. I'm really sad that they didn't cover this GP because it looks like a ton of fun to watch. Um, in the top eight, we have two black green rocks decks. Uh, a Grixis War deck, a Dredge deck, uh, one copy of Grixis Shadow that won the whole thing, two Is it Phoenix decks, and one Titan Shift deck. Um, the thing that surprises me most about this are the two copies
1: of Black Green Rock. Like, what is that deck doing in Modern anymore? Um, I agree, but, I mean, if you look at... So, I mean, Scape going to be a rough matchup, right? Um but you know, discard's really good against them at the same time. So, discard's okay against them. Like discard backed Di- up by an discard enormous by- up by a Goyf, or yeah. like
0: an enormous death shadow. Like I like Grixis shadow against Scapeshift. Oh,
1: Grixis da- shadow. shadow
0: would love to play against Scapeshift, That's for sure. Like you can't Inquisition the top of their deck, but you can stub the top of their deck. Mm-hmm. Um, post postboard you can disdainful stroke the top of their deck. Um, I'd much rather be playing Grixis. And that's been my experience, right? Like, I loved Tarmogoyf in this format um, and I have, I've put him away because uh, he's just too, too fair against the decks that are trying to do busted
1: things. At least Shadow can have these, you know, starts that, that come out really fast. Yeah. Uh, and we were talking about the different directions that these is it uh, decks can take. Uh, one of these two decks was playing uh, some Terramanders and the other wasn't. How do you think about Terramander in this deck? I think it's good. <sighs> I hated it
0: when I saw it spoiled. I was like, this card is bad. I'm begrudgingly starting to accept that it's playable. Eight seemed so much to me, but they're just enabling it much quicker than I thought. Yeah, Um, definitely. Like that threshold of getting six or seven instants or sorceries in the graveyard is like very, very reasonable for this deck.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, think about how big your crackling drakes are. You know what I mean? So it, it makes sense to me. Um, and if I was going to play that card in Modern, I would be playing it in this deck. I can't imagine a better spot for Terramander yeah. than, than in this deck. Um, people are talking about playing it in Crix's Death Shadow. No, just don't do that. The one thing I don't love is that it opens you up
0: again to Graveyard Hate. Right. Um, which, like, I like Drake better post-board um, because you can just play this enormous cantripping threat that doesn't care if you have a Rest in Peace. That's um, true. Where Terramander is literally a 1-1 flyer um, against Arrested Peace. Yeah.
1: Um, and a 1-1 flyer doesn't do anything in this meta. hmm So this, uh, you called it Grixis War, or, I mean, the only, the only colored cards in the deck are War of Invention and uh, Ancient Stirrings. But there are some blue and red sideboard cards, but uh, the War Prison deck, as it was. Um, so this was a deck that was having a lot of results on Magic Online, didn't really translate into paper, although it's clearly a really strong deck. Um, do you expect this deck to be a big player going forward? I think this deck is great. Um, I think it's strong too. I think it's really good. Uh, the
0: the fact that Modern is moving more and more towards these really linear, uh, like single strategy decks, um, rather than these fair decks that can answer what their opponent are doing, means that were is more likely to be able to find you one card that wins the game. Um, and the fact that they're also doing something busted by playing you know essentially a five color mocks in their deck um yeah unfair and good against the unfair decks is exactly where i want to be in modern right now
1: yeah i agree um this was a surprisingly fair top eight for modern though i know it's a little surprising
0: right yeah the war deck must have not felt good going into that top eight like black green rock is actually good against you yeah um Abrupt Decay, Assassin's Trophy, plenty of answers to bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, Shadow, I've found Shadow to be okay against the bridge
1: decks. Um, Post-sport, I usually have time to find my Kulagans commands. Uh, if you can steal game one, you're in great shape. Um, but uh, the vast majority of Grixis decks are going to be completely cold to bridge game one. They don't play main deck Culligan's command. They don't play a single thing that can answer it. I mean, we can stub it. You can stub it. We can thought-seize it. Yeah, I'm saying a, a Brit, like your cold do a, a, a resolve. Bridge. Bridge. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure.
0: Um, I just think that matchup often boils down to only the card bridge and, like, you having plenty of answers to it.
1: Even main deck um, definitely helps a ton in that matchup. Yeah, I think it's reasonable. And um, the guy who won the tournament, Michael Rapp, with Grixis Death Shadow, um, I think he even said something like, uh, he didn't feel uncomfortable in that matchup by any means and he did take the game one so i mean that was really big yeah i agree i want to talk about his deck list a little bit though because um grix's death shadow is changing a little bit and has been changing over the last month and we saw this even from the baltimore team event where uh gerard fabiano on the third place team his list that feel a little bit different um most lists are going up to four Fatal Push, they're going up to four Stubborn Denial, and they're cutting all the Lightning Bolts from their deck. Some are keeping one Lightning Bolt in their sideboard. Um, as well as cutting Lightning Bolt, a lot of them are cutting Culligan's Command, either completely or shaving it down to one copy of Culligan's Command in the sideboard, in, f- in favor of a ton of Planeswalkers. I mean, some of these Shadowed lists have five Planeswalkers in their sideboard. It's nuts. Yeah, I know, Jaceburn's Prodigy has been on the uptick too,
0: which is something I find really interesting. We talked about it the other day, uh, and you were asking, you know, is this any better than just a Snapcaster Mage? And I, I've i thought about it, and I think it is. Um, because your more powerful spells in your grinding matchups are 2 and 3 mana, and sometimes you don't have 5 mana to snap Kolaghan's command. Sometimes you don't even have 3 mana to snap push. And Jace is a grindier threat that can be that Snapcaster on the turn you untap with it, and... It doesn't need you to have two extra mana on that turn while being a threat that can win the game. Yeah, um, I'm super into
1: that card. I'm going to try it in Shadow. I agree. I think it's uh, I think it's good. Um, I've been playing the fourth Snapcaster Mage in the Cyborg of Shadow, but a lot of people have been switching out that fourth Snap for Jace Prince Prodigy, and I'm willing to give it a shot. I assume when you play that card, it just eats a Fatal Push, but that's fine, because that's a Death Shadow not eating a Fatal Push, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. i
1: totally okay with that.
0: And, like, going up another card that they have to kill. Like, it's the same way that uh, Shadow played multiple young Pyromancer for a while. Yeah. Um, I just think Jace is probably even better in the grindy matchups uh, than a Pyromancer. Yeah. Uh Um, Going deeper into the top decks of Grand Prix Toronto, there's a few things I want to talk about. Uh, First of all, two copies of Taking Turns in the top 32. Yeah. What is that about? (laughs) <laughs> like why is that deck back i don't get
1: it i mean it's a powerful deck i mean it really a lot of decks just aren't prepared to fight on that axis they're really not especially creature decks and we see a lot of these decks are, are creature decks really at their core i mean you know from uh is it phoenix to to dredge to to jun to death shadow i mean these decks just want to kill you by attacking with creatures and they can't deal with getting giga drowsed and cryptic tapped every turn and whatever. Yeah, I do think Greg's Shadow is Grix Shadow is probably quite good against this yes. deck. Stubborn denial seems fantastic. But um you know there's uh, I I have talked to some Taking Turns players and they say that burn is definitely their weakest matchup. I don't see a ton of sense. burn here. Yeah. yeah. And so probably by proxy I assume minor red phoenix is quite hard for sure. them. But yeah, I mean a lot of these decks that want to attack with creatures yeah, you know, it's 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 an easy matchup for them.
0: That's fair. I guess you just fog them every turn and draw a million cards and then never let them untap. I'm curious how they would do against a deck like Ad Nauseum, though. I'm not sure. Yeah, Ad Nause with two copies uh, in the top thirty-two of Toronto. Uh, I think that's gotta be a terrible matchup for turns, right? Like your only live card is Cryptic.
1: Yeah, they might play some Remans or something, but yeah, it's it's tough.
0: Yeah i think that deck is really strong going forward Mm -hmm. um it's resilient to disruption uh there aren't a lot of thoughts he's in the meta right now past krix's shadow and uh that deck is quite good when people are trying to drive past each other um it goldfishes super consistently on four uh it's hard to disrupt um silence silence is what they play um, yeah, that, like, the control mm-hmm. decks can't beat that card. Yeah. Um, like, blue white Control is just a buy, basically. They play Mystical DJs too, which is also for control decks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's definitely a deck I would look into going forward. Though, if Black-Green-Rock is is somehow <laughs> surviving, I gotta just... to imagine there's just, like, 600 black green Yeah. players at this tournament, and just two of them made the decision to top-deck, uh, to main-deck a
1: couple of Kalidas and snuck their way yeah, maybe, into the top eight. May, yeah, maybe they were working on their decks together. I don't know. Yeah. And you know Jun players. They probably have just played 10,000 matches with the deck at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, though not 10,000
0: matches against Phoenix. Once, once you
1: sleeve up your Lilies, you don't, you don't set them down, right?
0: I've set Lily down.
1: <laughs> in favor of Stubborn
0: Denial. Uh, absent from uh, these two modern events, uh, in, in serious numbers, Humans.
1: Yeah, where did they go? I don't know, but uh, as a Grixis Death Shadow player... I know, I'm good good <laughs>
0: Uh Spirits is not quite so down, but uh, I'm happy with Spirits on the downturn as well. Anytime Spirits misses a top 8 of a tournament, uh, like yeah. all
1: the decks I play mm-hmm. uh, are very happy. But it's funny, because I thought Humans would actually be a decent choice, particularly because... Grixis Death Shadow is picking up a lot. So, I don't know. Speaking of Grixis Death Shadow, do you think it's the best deck in modern going forward after this GP win? I mean, notably, only two Grixis Death Shadow players made day two, but one of them won the whole thing. I don't think it's the best deck going forward. I think it's a deck that rewards
0: playing a ton with it. Um, and I think that it's a deck that, due to its explosive nature, and often having perfect information, there are not games of magic often that you can't win. Um, yeah. You're always in a position to draw the right thing. Stubborn Denial is a hell of a drug. Uh, Thoughtseize, like, if you go Thoughtseize into a couple Shocklands into a Death Shadow, you have a fighting chance in any game. And I think that's why we see it in these small numbers right now. Yeah. Um, it's,
1: but I also do like. deck. It, yeah definitely um but it's you know it's funny um it, it does have a good matchup though against the blue red Drakes deck almost that's any, fair almost any configuration you know yeah I'd, I agree
0: that we we have played that a lot against each other mm-hmm. um and I have felt that that shadow was favored I really like discard spells in that matchup um like yeah, tagging a um tagging a faithless looting is super relevant in that matchup and then if you can do that, and then spit out a huge creature, uh, definitely, it's really the really deck's
1: fun. just prone to spin its wheels, and you know you don't want to be spinning your wheels uh, against Christ's Death Shadow, right? It's yes, like that's that's not what you want to be doing. Um, you know, playing against the Mono Red Phoenix deck is a lot harder. Every one of their cards does the same thing. You know, it's hard to discard spell them profitably. Sure. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. Also, just
0: like more burn is tough for Death Shadow. It is. Um, it is. Like it... on one hand they're helping you and I I know a lot of Death Shadow players like to talk about how good the burn matchup is and I think they're all lying or haven't played it enough. Um I think
1: it's winnable, but you need to carry your Death Shadow. I think it's slightly unfavorable.
0: But I it's I, not, agree. But I it, agree with that.
1: But it's yeah, it's definitely not not um
0: but I I think I think that people's opinions are jaded by the fact that if you draw exactly death shadow and team or battle rage you're incredibly favored in the game yeah but i think overall you're
1: unfavored in that matchup right um notably Mono red phoenix doesn't have access to path to exile like a normal burn deck would sure that i mean that is something the funny thing about grixis death shadow is depending who you talk to it's this deck has no bad matchups, too. This deck has no good matchups. Why are you even playing this deck?
0: I mean, that's because it's a fair deck that rewards good pilots, right? Yeah. Like, well, the truth is, it has 50, a bunch of. And you can shift them, yeah. you know, left or right, depending on how good you are, what your configuration is.
1: Yeah. It has a bunch of coin flip matchups that reward type play. Yeah. Is the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why it's a
0: blast to play. Exactly. Like, if you're looking like, to have fun at your next GP, like, sleeve that up. If you've never played it before, you'll probably get smashed. But all right, uh, let's let's move on to standard really quickly. Um, SCG SCG Dallas uh, was this past weekend, um, and it was a really interesting tournament. Really, in my opinion, at least in terms of coverage, Nexus of Fate's weekend. Um, so many of those resolved on screen. Uh, Drake Sasser's uh, Nexus Gates deck. On screen all weekend long was sick Um, that deck is insane you get to play gates of blaze and hydroid crisis in your Nexus deck Um, it was a blast to watch Uh, the top eight from that tournament we have two copies of mono blue aggro two copies of blue white aggro uh, a copy of Esper control a copy of Simic Nexus uh, one Sultai midrange, uh, that was Dylan Donegan, and then uh, one copy of Rakdos Racto, midrange by uh, one one crazy man piloting that. Um, Jody Keith. Yeah, that's that's insane. <laughs> like,
1: that deck's wild. Wow. Can, can we talk about that deck for a second? Yes. <laughs> how, is this, how, is how this a real deck? That deck? Is this a real deck? Is this deck good? I mean, like my initial assumption is no. You can't just jam three Siege Gang Commanders in your deck? I guess. I don't know. What about Eldest Reborn? Do you like that card so in this There's so many meta? counter
0: spells in this format. I've been playing with Eldest Reborn a lot on Arena because it is a poor man's Vivian Reed or Hydroid crisis. Yeah. Just something that takes up that mana slot um, when you don't have the Mythic Wild cards. It's not as good. It's, it's a very good sideboard card against
1: Niv-Mizzet is all I can say about that card speaking of cyborg cards i like this theater of horrors two theater of horrors in the cyborg of this deck that's like sweet. that i mean yeah. that
0: card like if you want to grind that card will grind that card will grind but will that card beat a hydroid crisis for like eight i'm not convinced well a few decks
1: probably can right
0: exactly i mean so so here's my take on this standard um you've heard it before but i think there's four cards you should be playing Um, That's why I'm not with Jody because he's playing none of them Uh, You should be playing Curious Obsession. You should be playing Hydroid Crisis. You should be playing Teferi Hero of Dominaria or You should be playing Legion's Landing Um, I think those Cards kind of define the four main archetypes of standard and I think if you're leaving home without one of them You're making a mistake
1: I mean, it seems reasonable to me in terms of uh, what you see in the results. Yeah.
0: So. I mean, it's clear, like, especially from this weekend, all the Nexus decks are also playing Um Like, it turns out that gaining three and drawing three and playing a huge blocker is fine. Like, you don't need yeah. to be attacking with your 6-6 uh, six, six Flample, or you mm-hmm. can just, like, draw some cards, gain some life, and block some stuff. And untap on your insta? Yes.
1: And oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and by. uh Nexus of Fate decks, do you mean Basic Mountain proxied? Yes, a Nexus oh of my fate? god,
0: that was hilarious. All weekend people have got swamps with a smiley face and Nexus written on it. I love it. Um, super fun tournament to watch. If you haven't watched it, I would definitely go back and watch that one. Alright, so we're going to get into our deep dive topic for today, uh, which is a really exciting one for me. Uh, top 10 cards that we would choose to reprint into Modern. Uh, why are we talking about this now? because there's been a few rumblings about some possible uh, tweaks to Modern, some possible new sets. Um, There's a bunch of speculation. Will they be printing new cards into Modern? Will they be reprinting old cards into the Modern? Will they be doing uh, precondex for Modern? I think out of all those options, uh, reprinting
1: old cards into Modern is the most likely. Um, Do you agree? Yeah, I think that's definitely possible. Um, I could also see like a challenger type deck in modern, sure. which I would definitely be happy for too. You know, bring some prices down to some staples. I'd be happy with that. But I think it'd be a lot more exciting if they introduce some new cards to modern. And I think you know they sent on some of those surveys earlier that was that were asking people about would you be interested in cards being printed directly into modern. And I think a lot of the modern community would be pretty excited about something like that.
0: Um, the reason that I think they are more likely to reprint old cards than do uh, entirely new cards into Modern um, is entirely financial. Um, I don't know if you remember True Name Nemesis coming into Legacy, but the pre-con that that was in uh, like was 10 times the price of all the others. True names are really impossible to get. If you have a small set print run um, and print an entirely new card that is now a player in a major format, arguably the most popular format, that card's gonna be impossible to get. Um, I think that's really not a smart idea for Wizards right now. Instead, um, they can make a bunch of money by taking these cheap cards uh, that are not modern legal, printing them into modern, and raising their value. Um, I want to talk about reprint equity for a little bit. Um, This is the idea that in each set, Wizards wants to print enough uh, old cards that are worth money to convince people to buy packs Um, but they can't put all the expensive cards in a set because then what will they put next set Um, what they can do by reprinting old cards into a new format um we've seen this with jace the mind sculptor um they created reprint equity like straight out of the air and then put that card in a new set um and made a bunch of money off of it and I think that that would be a really smart
1: move with their uh, supplemental set for this this quarter. Um, do you think the it would also include some modern reprints that are currently in modern now? Sure, um, I, make, I don't. They mix see, it in. Um, any reason why they couldn't do that?
0: Uh, I think if we see some old cards that are hoping. That they're hoping you know will jump in price, really sell the set. Wow, this card is legal and modern now. I think we won't see as high ticket reprints as like a typical Masters set. Yeah. Instead, they're gonna rely on the strength of these old exciting cards to sell the set. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, every modern Modern Masters has had its Snapcaster or its Tarmogoyf. Um, yeah. I don't see that going anywhere. Even if this isn't a Modern uh, Masters kind of set.
1: Right, and they could easily even. Uh, put Stoneforge Mystic in the set unban it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go.
0: I think that's a smart move. Um, I think so too, yeah. They they can't reprint all these modern staples at the same time because then what would they print in the next one? But they can take these cards that aren't modern staples right now, make them modern staples, profit off of them, make everyone happy. Yeah. Um and then hold on to that existing pool of reprint equity they have.
1: Although I will say, uh, Wizards isn't going to profit too much off of my list. I think it's mostly a bunch of commons and uncommons. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, mine maybe too. <laughs> um, uh, so I think you have a few honorable mentions
1: you want to start out with. Yeah, so I guess so. we should say that we both made some lists, top ten cards we would like to see in Modern. Um I couldn't stop at just 10. In fact, I even cheated on my list, and a couple of my slots have two cards in them that are very similar. I, I so, did that a little bit, too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But even even with doing that, I still couldn't keep myself to 10, so I do have a few honorable mentions. Um, I had a little more restraint. I have 11 cards. Uh, I, yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> so, um okay, so I have one here that I think actually... Might have made my list and was originally on my list, but I think it needed too many other pieces to be good that aren't currently Modern legal right now, and that's Astral Slide. So Astral Slide is a two and a white enchantment that reads, Whenever a player cycles a card, you may exile target creature. If you do, return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. I don't know. I just had some... Interesting ideas with this card. Could you imagine just cycling a card and flickering your eternal witness oh, every turn?
0: I would build so many Cloud Blazer astral slide decks. I would this would be that. a blast. Yeah. You could you could play Street Wraith in them too, cause you'd be you'd be neutral on life for the interaction to flicker your oh, cloud yeah. blazer. Yeah. Love that'd it. be sick. Um I don't think it's good enough.
1: Yeah. Well depending on if that's why I didn't include it in my list, but potentially if they if they included enough reprints that enabled the deck, I think, I think it could have some legs in Modern. Um, next honorable mention. Uh, this card definitely should be legal and Modern. There's no reason for it not to be legal and Modern. I just don't think it would see very much play on power level, and that's Vindicate. We should also wait on this one. That card is on my list. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's good. We got different lists. Um, and then my two last honorable mentions are a couple of Commanders. Ooh, which okay, I can't really list. see them putting in modern, but I think would be really cool. Uh, the first is Kess, Dissident Mage. Love that card. Love that card. Would love that in modern. Awesome it's card. Only right? not on my list. Like, how because could you? Seems like a stretch. Doesn't doesn't die to lightning bolt. Like, not gonna break the format. Just kind of a value creature would be awesome in a Grixis deck. Probably the same type of decks that would play Snapcaster Mage. It would just be a really fun card to play with. Yeah, just makes a Grixis Snapcaster deck a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, watch, I don't see on my uh, list because it seems kind of a stretch, but I think it'd be perfectly fine for the format. Absolutely. That would be in my list. Uh, next one is a little more sketchy, potentially, and that is uh, Titania, Protector of Argoth. Do you know what this card is? Oh, it's like three green, green, what's this part? Is it three, five three? Five, three. Five, three.
0: Oh, damn. She, she hits hard. Um, and it's whenever a land is put into the graveyard from the... Battlefield, you create a three-three
1: beast, right? Five-five, you get a five-three. Five, five, oh, three. they're all five-threes. Yeah. Jesus. So. Okay. So, Titania, Protector of Argoth, is a three-green-green green legendary creature, elemental. When Titania, Protector of Argoth, enters the battlefield, return target land card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Whenever a land you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, create a 5-3 green elemental creature token. Now, this card could either do absolutely nothing or enable some very dumb degenerate combo deck. But uh, we have been talking for a long time about a fair Life from the Lone deck in Modern, and this would be an awesome piece of that. Would it? Yeah. It costs five mana. Yeah, I think it'd be good. I'm not sold. This is a completely unbeatable, like, Engine card.
0: Yeah, but I'm not sold on 5-mana permanents in Modern that you have to untap with. So you think this just would see no play and it's not good
1: enough for Modern? I think it would see play. I don't think the decks it would be in would be good. Okay. Well, it didn't make my list, so I feel good about not including it. (laughs) Okay.
0: All right. Um, So I cheated a little bit, too. I have a number 11, and it's a number 11 that I want to talk about a little bit. Um, My number 11 is 3 cards, Mm -hmm. and they're 11 on my list because... I think printing any one of them into Modern might be too strong for Modern, Uh, but I want to talk about the archetype that they enable in Legacy and uh, why that archetype makes Legacy a lot different from Modern. And those three cards are Stifle, Wasteland, and Daze.
1: What do you think about those? I did not include any of them on my list because of power level. I agree. And I wasn't looking to turn Modern into Legacy. Yep, I agree with all of that. Um, I think uh, especially
0: the card Force of Will, which I didn't even put in there because I think its power level is through the roof compared to those. Yeah. Um, I think that Force of Will does beautiful things to Legacy and makes it the Brainstorm format that we know and love, but uh, it also forces every fair deck to either be blue Or run Mox Diamond, and if we're not reprinting Mox Diamond into Modern, then I think uh, Force of Will can stay out. Um, And I'm perfect. So Mox Diamond didn't make your list? Mox Diamond did not make my list. (laughs) I did not pick any reserved list cards, to be fair. Yeah,
1: that's uh, probably a good call.
0: Um, But the card that I want to talk about in conjunction with Stifle, Wasteland, and Days, uh, for the record, I would pick Days if I had to pick one of these three. I think Stifle leads to too many feel bads wasteland would be disgusting and daze is the least powerful of the three um but the card that i want to talk about in conjunction with these that i think a lot of people are expecting to be on our lists is baleful strix um baleful strix is incredibly powerful against the stifle wasteland daze decks uh because they're looking to do one thing which is stick a threat protect it and uh win the game with it Baleful Strix is a 1-1 creature uh, with flying and death touch for blue-black and it reads, When Baleful Strix enters the battlefield, draw a card. This card is incredibly powerful in Legacy because you can play it as a proactive cantripping removal spell. Um, Legacy has a lot less aggro decks that go wide compared to Modern and trading one-for-one with your opponent's main threat is really, really powerful i think baleful strix would be horrendous for modern do you agree with me
1: yes and it's not on my list either i think it would be very oppressive um grim angler decks death shadow decks Tarmogoyf decks uh i mean i just don't know how these decks could even exist in they a can't. baleful strix world or they just play baleful strix so like every <laughs>
0: yeah. every fair deck has to play baleful strix but the problem is Baleful Strix is only good against the Fair Dex. That's the real problem with it in Modern. Like, if you play that against Storm, they're like, wow, you cycled a card. Right. Um, If you play that against Is It Phoenix, they're like, okay, I'll trade one time and then get my Phoenix back. Yeah. And the Um,
1: the only creature it can block is going to return it to your hand when it turns into a 7-8. So I don't want to give Control in
0: Modern another piece that just encourages control decks to beat up unfair decks yep. um, and doesn't give them any way to fight the unfair decks. I think Strix would be a terrible addition to Modern, and I'm really, really crossing my fingers that this doesn't end up with Strix in the format. Though, yep. so, I would play the hell out of Snapcaster Call of God's Command, Baleful Strix, and Modern.
1: Well, of course. You'd be yeah. obliged to, right? Yeah, but
0: I'd lose to unfair decks. Yeah. A lot.
1: So, uh, what's your number 10?
0: My number 10 is a sweet card. It's actually a cycle, though I think only one of them would be Modern playable. Um, So I'm gonna focus on that one. My number 10 is Anger. Uh, Anger is three and a red for a 2-2 elemental um, that reads, oh, it's an incarnation, not an elemental. My bad. Um, It's a 2-2 haste and it reads, as long as anger is in your graveyard and you control a mountain, creatures you control have haste. I love this card. Yeah. Um it's fun to like make a swarm of attackers. It's not really fun. Um I wanna play this with cards that tap for value. I wanna play this with Vanifar. Ooh. Instant speed, not instant speed, but uh hasty Vanifar activations. Yeah. Um maybe play this in some elves. Turn one we Faithless Looting. Turn two we play like <laughs>
1: six Landor Elves. Um, <laughs> um Does this card see any legacy play, even no. fringe legacy play? No, not, not a chance. Not at all. Um
0: But I would play the hell out of it with uh, Jace Friend's Prodigy, Faithless Looting, get it in my deck. Uh, Crackling Drake would be sick with Anger. Yeah. Um, I think this card would be very good. The main... I talked to some people about this card um, and got their opinions. And the main complaint I got about it being on my list is, oh, this card would just slot into Dredge. Um, I think that's a real concern, but I don't think...
1: It Would be that good in Dredge. Is that I'm that big of a deal? I mean, they're the blood already Haze. have haste half the time, the amalgams enter tapped,
0: yeah, so, and they so, enter
1: on an end step, yeah. Um, so, I mean, what is it? It's just giving your narc haste, It doesn't seem I many. don't
0: think that Dredge wants to play a card that doesn't do anything just to give their narc haste. I would, I would not play this one, um, yeah. So, I think this card is safe for modern. Um, I would love the whole cycle. Uh, I don't think the rest of the cycle is important. Um, I think giving all your creatures trample or flying doesn't mean anything in this format.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's reasonable. Uh, did not make my list, but I like that card and I would definitely brew some decks around it. That sounds yeah. like a good time. Vanifar,
0: Vanifar anger is all I want ever.
1: <laughs> so my number
0: ten is Fire Ice. Okay, did not make my list. If I had honorable mentions,
1: it would have made it. Okay. Um, This card is sweet. What is Um, it? This was a last-minute addition right at the end. Um, So Fire Ice is a split card. Uh, It reads, uh, on the one half, uh, the Fire half is one in a red instant. Uh, It deals two damage divided among any number of targets, and Ice is one in a blue instant tap target permanent draw card. Uh, incredibly versatile card. If you've ever played Cube, uh, Total Mainstay. Oh, yeah, I've tapped um, a lot of lot of broken lands on upkeep with and Ice and Cube. Yeah, so, I mean, it would just slot. Like, I would love to play this in Blue Moon. Cut my Electrolyze. Yes, that cut my Electrolyze, electrolyze is fire I want ice, to make. And this is just so much better than Electrolyze. When you want Electrolyze to kill creatures, if it's killing a couple Lingering Souls, great. Fire still does that. The fact that you could cycle this as ice to tap a giant creature, to tap a land... No, tapping Gurmag... I've been playing a lot of Pestermite,
0: uh, Deceiver Exarch decks. Like, tapping down a Shadow or a Gurmag is super relevant
1: in those matchups. And I'd rather draw a card than have a 1-4. I mean, I... Jeskai may play some number of this. I know in Blue Moon I would play two of this card. I think just it just automatic. replaces Electrolyze in the
0: decks that play Electrolyze. Yeah. Does that does that not make sense? That's what I would do okay. as a start. Um, you kill a Snapcaster Mage and dome them. Um, there's a bunch of targets in Modern. It lines up pretty well against Young Pyromancer, which is yep. not something we've Kills seen Bob. a ton
1: of. Yeah, Bob dies to a stiff breeze, though. So, <laughs> Well, the, importantly, it kills Bob on turn two on the draw. Sure. Which they, don't get, they don't get a card. Yes. And then snaps back to tap a permanent draw card. card. Yeah. Yeah,
0: um, uh, yeah love it. Uh, Would have made my honorable mentions. All right, sweet. Uh, what's your number nine, Russ? My number nine is a pet card of mine. Okay. Um, I'm going to do... Let's do a quiz. Let's let's see <laughs> if you can tell me what this card does. Uh, my card
1: is Gerard's Verdict. Oh, I actually. I was looking at this card. I can't remember what it does, though. So it's black,
0: white for a sorcery that reads Target player discards two cards from his or her hand. You gain three life for each land card discarded this way. Yeah. Um, so it's like a good. It's a, a good. Um, it's a mind rot for yeah. two with upside, um, rot, which that's is not line. something that modern has. Yep. Um, I think that. Hymn to Turok is ridiculously powerful and should not be illegal in Modern. This lets stuff like Abzan fight on that kind of axis against control decks. Yeah. Um, but is not ridiculously busted and might strip mine them. Um, yeah. And
1: it's like main deck hate against Burn, which is kind of sick. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I like this card a lot. Didn't make my list. Um... But I think it definitely could have. I like this card a lot. I would like to see it reprinted. I was
0: convinced, maybe naively, that they were going to reprint this in Dominaria because Gerard is one of the main characters sure. in the original Weatherlight cycle. Mm-hmm. Totally thought we would get Garrard's verdict. Uh, yeah. Perfect power level for Modern. Was really bummed to not see
1: it in there. So my number nine card is Curfew.
0: Ooh, that is way
1: higher than nine on my list. Love that card. Um I wasn't so concerned with the rankings, more so just putting the cards there. Like okay. I, I kind of ordered them a bit, but my some my, of my list rankings... is laid out like if I could unban one card, it would be number one. Okay, or, no, or... My, mine's much more random than okay. that. But uh, curfew. So this is a one in a blue instant, just blue for, instant. Or sorry, a, a instant for just a blue mana. And uh, each player returns a creature they control to their hand. God, I just want to snapcaster curfew,
0: snap curfew people, like, snapcaster mage. God, wouldn't that be
1: insane against
0: Death Shadow? Right, they like play their Germag, and then you like snap curfew them, bounce your snapcaster.
1: <sighs> this I think card is
0: hype. Also, I'm very in favor of introducing cards into Modern that dumpster boggles, <laughs> um, and it's just this is a main deckable like good sideboard card bad main deck card that has the added upside of just just taking boggles to pound town and i i love that
1: um yeah get that garbage out of my format um i mean i yeah i'm with you there we don't need we don't need boggles (laughs) yeah i don't
0: love decks that exist to like play a different game and like boggles is king among those you don't like dredge i like dredge Dredge is cool. I think Dredge isn't playing a different game so much as, like, abusing... Like, you still interact. You still take turns. Boggle is just like, nah, I'm going to play Yahtzee. Like, if I win before you do, then, like, yeah, joke's on you. Um, and I, I really don't enjoy playing that matchup. Um, I've I've conceded to Boggle's turn one, conceded a match to Boggle's at FNM before. <laughs> um, just because I didn't want to play it. I was playing a Liliana of the Veil deck, so... You know, tough matchup, but
1: although Liliana the Veil itself is good, but good not against- when they not when they open with a, a ley line of sanctity. Oh boy, that's a yeah. rough one. Um, so what what's the deck that you'd most be excited to play curfew in in modern? Uh, just Snapcaster Mage. I don't know, Grixis.
0: Just a control oh, deck then. So, some control deck. I think it would be a fine sideboard card in Death Shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be. Like, I want to play it with Snapcaster and Kologon's What about command. Merfolk? Would you play this card in Merfolk? Would I play this card in Merfolk? Why? Merfolk has plenty of bounce, and they don't really want to bounce their own creatures. Um, I mean, it's good to like, definitely bounce Bar- uh, Harbinger sometimes. That could be good. But they, just so they can bounce again, I guess. Silvergo? Silvergo's fine, but, but again, like... I mean, I, I agree. The, the, the
1: interaction you. I was focusing on was definitely the one with Snapcaster Mage. Yeah,
0: Snapcaster Mage and Slippery Boggle are the two cards <laughs> that I want to return to hands with Curfew. Um, I don't know, like some Grixis Colagons command deck. Um, maybe this is what makes Esper Drago playable. Um, we just get to, like, loop Snapcasters and Esper Charms. Um, yeah,
1: but you don't want to bounce your Lingering Souls tokens. Oh, I don't want to play Lingering Souls in my Esper Drago build. Oh, that's why I want to play Esper.
0: Yeah, but that's a different deck. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's not my Drago build. That's fair, that's fair. I do uh, I do love me an Esper charm. We yeah. Better not, we better not get into this again. <laughs> I'm going to pause my <laughs> uh, this, this card is sweet. Um, I would love to see it in Modern. I think this is one that also could get into the format through standard um definitely i don't think it would be too powerful um i think we could very easily see this in a standard set and i would love that yeah definitely um so what's your number eight my number eight and i'm definitely gonna need to look up the oracle text on this one my number eight is glacial chasm oh boy is this on your list?
1: No. Oh, okay.
0: I don't like this card. So, you talked about Titania May being the card that would enable a good life from the Loam Deck. I disagree. I think Glacial Chasm is the card that would enable a good life from the Loam Deck. Um, Glacial Chasm is a land with no tap ability that reads, Humulative upkeep, pay two life. When Glacial Chasm enters the battlefield, sacrifice a land. Creatures you control can't attack. Prevent all damage that would be dealt to you. Uh, this card, in conjunction with life from the loam, can prevent you from losing to creatures for as long as you can make some land drops and pay a couple life. Um, you get to play it every other turn to remain at you know, parity with how many lands you have, um, which means that you have to pay two life every uh, every turn cycle rather than... Getting attacked every turn cycle. Um, very, I
1: I very have to be point. honest. I I would not love to see this card in modern. Really? Yeah, I, I think it's pretty oppressive. In Legacy, there's a lot of wastelands to deal with this card, sure, but you but... can't expect aggressive decks to play like Field of Ruin and stuff. To feel they're just they're just cold to this card. But they're not cold to this card. They just like need to find
0: a strategy to. To, to an aggressive it.
1: deck needs to kill your opponent when their land reads prevent all damage that would be done no to you?
0: but this has such a drawback like when you don't have mox diamond the the reason that this card is so good in legacy lands is that they can mitigate the downside of sacrificing a land on etb with the ability to produce extra mana with stuff like mox diamond um this takes up two turns worth of land drops and produces you zero mana that's a huge downside in modern um and Fardex don't want to see that. Um, you're going to be, you know, turn four, turn five before you can start playing this and your spells. Um, and I think that that is a real reason why it would be okay in the format.
1: I think this would have an Ensnaring Bridge type of feel in Modern. And I don't think that card is particularly great sure, for the format. But an Ensnaring Bridge type of feel
0: that uh is much easier not easier to interact with but harder to protect we can't counter spell um also imagine
1: ruin. imagine ad nauseum playing this card when you have a lotus bloom on suspend so you don't care about the mana like you can't lose who cares if your creatures can't attack you know what i mean that sounds great to me i more assassin's trophies in the format seems Less, good. less you know
0: Murfolk lords. Would like, you would you would you I'm play this in ad
1: nauseum, uh, Alec? Definitely. Yeah. 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 I don't know. This and like as my utility lens. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. I I don't think I'd be too excited to have this in modern. Definitely a very powerful card. Would see play. Yeah, because pay to life counts as loss of life, so it works under. Does it work under? Uh, Phyrexian uh, Unlife. That's a good question. I actually don't know. I'm not sure either. Because I think city of, city of brass does, and mana confluence does not mm. work
0: under. Uh, oh, then then it's the same as mana confluence because yeah, you pay. So
1: it would not work under on life.
0: Yeah. Um. Because brass reads whenever it becomes tapped, it deals one damage to you. Yep. Because you can ice your opponent's city of brass <laughs> to deal them a damage. That's yeah. right. Comes up sometimes. Yeah. Um, I don't know i think it's it's lower on my list because i think it's questionable um but i think ultimately it would have the effect of being something that gets you know beaten by assassin's trophy beaten by vindicate and uh like dumpsters stuff like merfolk stuff like humans stuff like spirits and I think that But don't we
1: want those decks in the format?
0: We want those decks in the format. Not every deck is going to play Glacial Chasm. Like it's it's still a serious downside. I think you need to be playing life from the loam or something incredibly unfair.
1: Um I'm that's I'm worried about the unfair decks playing this card. Deck Salvage, life from the loam. I'm worried about combo decks playing this card and not having and not having to worry about I just think aggro only, decks killing them. Cuz aggro decks are, decks are supposed to be mana hungry though. Decks. And I think that
0: this only it only really works in Ad Nauseam, which I'm okay with getting a slight boost.
1: Okay, so let's let's pick up the rest of it. So my number eight is Shardless Agent. Ooh,
0: not on my list. Would have been an honorable mention. Um, I like this card a lot. So this is
1: a uh, one green blue uh, artifact creature. Namely a human. Human artifact creature. It's a human artifact creature? Yep. Nice. Uh, Two two with cascade up
0: legacy humans with this card. Oh, very nice.
1: Um, um, it's so not this good would be that deck. This would be an interesting card. I mean, we saw blood blood braid elf get unbanned and it sees play, but definitely not oppressive. And um, you know, I think it was a good addition to the format. I mean, you can't really argue that blood elf being unbanned wasn't a good thing for modern. I think this in the same way. I mean, it'd be hard to build a shardless bug type deck in legacy where you're yeah. trying to. Cascade into Ancestral Vision, but you cascade into Tarmogoyth and some kind of, like, bug beatdown deck. I think that would be cool. Um, It would be another
0: very good piece for Living End. Yeah. um, Like, traditional Living End, right? Like, they get to play a real spell instead of some garbage pump spell. Um, Yeah. Though, I guess... Never mind. They don't play Bloodbraid Elf. No, but Shardless just resolves. Oh no, because Cascade resolves before Living, uh, before Shardless resolves, so it works out the way you want it. You get an extra two two, mm-hmm. um, off the deal. Um, maybe it wouldn't be that good in Living End though because just like they don't play blue either. Yeah, they could. Um, but I think I think what's because they have two spells and one of them requires a target, which is is the issue. Yes, um, that's true. Uh, Hord, Hordling outburst. Uh violent outburst. Violent outburst um doesn't require a target. It says like creatures you control get plus two plus so And then demonic tread does require a target. Yes. Um which is definitely a downside, and I think that Living End could probably fit in Shardless to not have that downside. Um
1: That's fine. If they wanted basically side grade to Shardless Agent or very slight upgrade, I'm fine with that. I think that there yeah. are cool... No, I'm not uh, saying this card is too powerful. ...cool, like, blue-jund-type builds that this would be quite good. Yeah,
0: oh my god. Yeah, let me play Huntmaster of the Fells again. <laughs> uh, this card is yeah, sick. Yeah, like a nice teamer or Yeah, this card is sick Parmogoyf with, with Huntmaster of the Fells. It's two spells for it off three mana. Um, very, very good. Yeah, cool. Uh, my you know? number seven is a pet card of mine. Um... I'm also going to need to pull it up and read it. It
1: is Circular Logic. Ah, I was thinking about that one, but I cut it from my list uh, kind of for the same reason I cut Astral Slide, because I think that Circular Logic probably wants a lot of the other cards. Sure. A lot of the other Madness cards I, so I just want printed. to play this with Jace
0: Wren's Prodigy. Yeah, no, uh, I think this card's so great. Circular Logic reads, Counter-target spell unless its controller pays one for each card in your graveyard. And... It's two and a blue for an instant. It has Madness for just a blue. Um, So you can loot, discard this card, counter something for just a blue mana. Um, I agree that we don't have quite the perfect set of pieces for it, um, but I think we have a decent amount of ways to discard stuff at instant speed. This actually plays interestingly with... uh, the new is it mechanic. Um, Jumpstart. Jump start. yeah. yeah definitely. Like, radical idea, discard your circular logic, draw two cards, counter something. Um, yeah, I like that. Uh, I think this Just card... Just draw one, though, right? What? Just draw one. No, you draw one off radical idea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Um, I was thinking looting. Um, but it's very possible that the pieces don't exist in the format for it. Um, but i know it would be a card that would make me brew more than perhaps any other um yeah uh I good with those. lightning axe yeah oh god yeah lightning axe your goyth counter your
1: liliana oh my <laughs> god let
0: me do that yeah yes.
1: definitely definitely a sweet card um yeah it'd, it'd be cool if there were enough pieces around it to actually make a like a madness type deck yeah work give like me that. anger and jace fringe prodigy i'll build you the blue red madness deck for sure um so my number seven is a cycle okay okay uh, this is the Onslaught Cycling Lands. Uh, Tranquil Thicket and Friends? Yes, yeah, this that, is on my
0: list. This is at number
1: three. Awesome. Um, um, so, yeah, these, let's make
0: life the, from Malone good.
1: This this <laughs> was a cycle of lands that come into play tapped, tap for a single color, and cycle for one mana of that color. Uh, yeah, these, these are cards are so great. Good. These cards are great. And it's one of those things that just, they smooth out games. Like,
0: yeah, there's Busted... Stuff you can do with Life from the Loam. But they also... Is that even busted?
1: It's not busted. That's it's just like, like a decent value engine. That's what I'd like to want to see. a good value engine. I would like um, to see it. But I... Yes, I would like that Because you can that do that happen. now with the two mana cycling lands. It's just too clunky, right? Yeah, it's, it's too way slow. too clunky. Yeah.
0: Um, but these... They just... They smooth out the draws. They incentivize playing less colors. Like a monocolor mm-hmm. deck, you know, can get all their basics... And then a few of these, and they get to, you know, smooth out that land spell ratio. Um, I think we saw from, like, Hour of Devastation Limited that lands with cycling just, like, make a format better. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that we have very good cycling lands in Modern right now. I, I love this pick. Um, it's number three on my list.
1: Awesome. Uh, what's your number s- or what's your number seven then?
0: My number seven was circular Log. Oh yeah, number six. My though. number six is Vindicate. Um oh, cool. which yeah. was your honorable mention. Um it is a very simple card. One, white black for a sorcery, destroy target permanent. Um I don't think this sees a ton of play in modern if we if we reprint. Yeah, it that today. was my concern. Um but I think it is a very good upgrade for Maelstrom Pulse index that can cast it. Mm-hmm. Um it incentivizes us to play white in mid-range which is a bit of a theme of my list actually um, I think white mid-range decks um, especially as they you know refuse to unban Stoneforge Mystic <laughs> are kind of like all you get is sideboard cards yeah and white doesn't add anything to the main deck of a mid-range deck uh, right. Abzan has for a while been the deck you play if you need Stony Silence Not the deck you play because it's a good collection of cards. Right. Um, That all being said, I think you might be underestimating how good Vindicate is. Um, Maelstrom Pulse does not have the upside of your opponent missing their second land drop and you insta-winning the game. Um, And Vindicate, like, that's such an upside. Which, it does create kind of bad games of Magic, um, but I think it would see play as a really versatile card... Answer to Teferi, um, answer to Celestial Colonnade, uh, answer to any threat from any deck while having that upside um, of being a
1: strip mine when you need it. Sure. I was thinking more along the lines of comparing it to Assassin's Trophy, which sees sure, really but, just a little bit of play. But you the, can't mana screw someone by hitting their second land. by But. I mean, that's really the only thing. You can still hit a Tron land, some other sure. problematic land, any permanent. But
0: I think, first of all, I think this card is is slightly better against Tron than Trophy is. Because, sure, if you're on the draw in game one, they can card before this. Um, but post-board, uh, Tron is this kind of leaner deck with Thrag Tusks, yep. you know, cheaper permanents. Assassin's Trophy doesn't do much against a hand with, like, two eggs and a Thragtusk. You're right. just, like, swapping their land for a different land, but they're still going to play their Thragtusk on time. Um, Vindicate is an answer to their threats, is an answer to a Tron land, you know, even if they have Perfect Tron, if you're on the play, you can beat it with Vindicate. Uh, that doesn't just let them cast their cheaper threats on Curve. Uh, I think this card would see Modern play. Okay.
1: Yeah, the upside of being a molten ramen it, too is pretty yes. good. Yes. All right. Uh, so my number six is toxic deluge. Okay. Did not make my
0: list, but I thought about it, and I don't. I did not keep it off of my list because I was convinced it was too good. So you think it is too good? No, no. Oh, okay. I think I think it might be okay. I'm
1: just not sure. I. Would I... It, it, this card so, is very so very toxic. Good. Deluge is a two and a black sorcery that reads: as an additional cost to pay this to cast a spell, pay X life. All creatures get minus X minus X until end of turn. Do you know how badly I want to cast this card in Grixis Death Shadow?
0: Do you know how badly I want to slam this into Selfless Spirit?
1: <laughs> Just so bad. I think Grixis control would be a thing. I think. I mean, honestly, though, like this is not. You know, this isn't just windmill slam a bunch of copies of this in every control deck. The life loss is a serious cost. And when you Not imagine playing shadow playing, Yeah, right? That's why I'll play nine life. In a control deck, this this life loss is a very serious cost. I mean, sure. you can't just stick four of these in your deck in some Grixis control deck. And I, I mean, don't think Grixis imagine... is the
0: color combination for this specifically because of that. Cause Grixis doesn't have good Access to incidental life gain, yeah, um, like White does. Like I mean, imagine
1: being you know against humans, and their turn one uh, champion is a five-five. Yeah, so now you have to be paying five life when you just got already slammed for a bunch of damage probably yeah. in the early game to clear the creatures. And then a lot of the other creatures, you know, mantis and so forth, have haste coming in after if that. if you can follow,
0: like, with a scavenging ooze or something. Yeah,
1: so, but at the same time, this is a good and cheap way to get rid of creatures, especially creatures that were, like, cheated out. I mean, famously in Cube, this is a great way to kill an cool or something out of nowhere. You'll just pay 15 life to get rid of it, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's just a cheap answer that um, gets rid of creatures in a pinch, but it's not... The, I think the life loss is enough of a cost that this wouldn't just make control decks great.
0: No, I'm worried it would be too good in some sort of death shadow build. Yeah, um, we'll see. Like the ability to just like pay 12 and it's not a dead card against control
1: decks yeah. is is... Something that makes me really want to
0: play it in Death Shadow. But
1: you can't, it is a sorcery, and you can't do it the turn you play your Death Shadow. That kind of doesn't really work. Like, or when you're. Before. The the turn you want to kill them, I was saying. It doesn't do anything. You can't just, like, pay a bunch of life and then swing in. So you have to do it beforehand. Sure. It would take some setup, but yeah, it would definitely be good in Death Shadow. I'd be interested to try it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think, I think this is one of those cards that I'd be happy to, like, Print into Modern with a light finger on a band trigger. Sure, um, and, and I think that would be great. Uh, my number five. This is this is a blazing take. Okay. Um, my number five is Invigorate. Mm. Invigorate is two and a green for an instant that reads, target creature gets plus four, plus four until end of turn. If you control a forest, rather than paying Invigorate's mana cost, you may have... An opponent gained three life. This is just me... You just have
1: this thing with Infect. I you just love, love Infect. Infect way Disclaimer too much. Disclaimer
0: for our listeners, I have never once sleeved up Infect. <laughs> um, this is not a love from experience. This is a love because Infect is the Batman of modern. Um, he's hiding he Takes in care shadows. of all the boogeymen. He takes care of all the boogeymen. We would rather not see him on camera. Um, <laughs> But I would rather see him on camera every once in a while than just die to Karn all the time. Um, Infect is a deck that dumpsters Tron, and in modern, I welcome the dumpstering of Tron. Give me Invigorate.
1: The, this would make Infect so good. This card is so Fatal Push is a good. Card. It doesn't in do that anything deck. to Fatal Push. I don't know, man. I think I think this is too good for Infect purposes. Personally, might be too good. Might be too good.
0: I don't know. I think I think the Thoughtseize Fatal Push decks still have good matchups against Infect. That, that's not what
1: I'm saying. I, I I mean I just think it against decks that have more expensive spells like Blue White Control or something like Infects just a horrendous matchup. And you want to just increase their Goldfish clock even more. Like you essentially just can't even play Blue White yes. Control.
0: I think. How well Jund is doing is a great barometer for the healthiness of Modern, and despite two copies of Black Green Rock, like, somehow, you know, tripping their way into the top eight of this last GP, I think the Tarmogoyf decks are not good, and that uh, having Infect be incredibly good in in the meta would be very
1: good for those decks. Alright, alright, we'll see, we'll see. What's your five? My number five is a pair of cards. Okay. Because I cheated. Sounds like cheating. (laughs) They are Diabolic Edict and Innocent Blood. Love it. Yep. Uh, Also would have been my honorable mentions. Yeah. Yeah. So currently we have a two-mana instant speed edict in the format, uh, Devour Flesh. I guess I should just say what uh, what Diabolic Edict does. It is a a one-in-a-black instant that reads, Target player sacrifices a creature. Um, so we already have a one in a black target player sacrifices sacrifice as a creature, but they also gain life equal to its toughness. Sure. Yeah. And Diabolic Edict would not be that good in Modern. Why do we no. need to give it a but, downside? But Devour Flesh, yeah, but Devour Flesh, um, to
0: be fair, it's sick against Death Shadow.
1: Yeah. Well, it, you know, it's funny. It's been seeing some fringe play in this, uh, Saltite Teachings Reclamation deck as yep. a nice, tutorable, cheap Edict effect. Uh, Innocent Blood is definitely the more powerful card, um... That is a one in a bl- or just one black for an instant that reads each player sacrifices a creature. I would love that card in modern again. Going back to my oh, sorry, uh, that one's a
0: sorcery. Uh, going back to my curfew spiel about like cards that dumpster boggles are are always good for the format. This could also
1: see some play in a deck that wants to sacrifice its creatures for value. Sure, which like.
0: Is an archetype that has existed in Modern in the past and is not good enough. Right. Um.
1: Could love a boost like this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super into this. I mean, a kind of theme of my list is I wasn't going for the most powerful cards. It's just cards that maybe make fringe archetypes a little better and cards sure. that are definitely not going to break the format. Sure. Yeah. So, all right, what's your number four?
0: My number four is Curfew. Um, okay, right. Yeah, I, I want that, that card in the format so bad. I think it'll happen at some point. Cool. Um. Yeah, we've talked about it enough.
1: My number four, and I hope this is on your list, is Counterspell.
0: My opinions on Counterspell are mixed. It did not make my list. Interesting. Why is that? I just don't... So, first of all, I have a card that I think is sweeter than Counterspell and would not see play if Counterspell was printed into Modern. That is on my list. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think... I don't know. I think that counterspell would be it would would be good in modern it would not be busted but I think it would do similar things that that something like Strix would where it's good against the fair decks but the decks that are playing eight spells the decks that are dumping their is it Phoenix into the yard like that don't rely on one key spell that don't re- rely on a Tarmogoyf or a liliana of the veil um i don't think blue white control needs a catch-all answer to every problematic card ever but we have that it's called logic Knot. yes i know i i just think they're the same thing and i would rather like we don't need counterspell i i'm okay like i like the like Ooh, i can play around logic not here like
1: if we get how do you play around logic not
0: you play your thing early,
1: and then they can't logic not it. I, I I just I just think it's silly you have to jump through hoops with all these two mana counters in modern. Like sure with with the speed of the unfair decks and the speed of the aggro decks, there's no reason why sure. we can't have a two this mana counter. This is
0: definitely spell. a card you know that I'm willing to eat my hat on. Where like I think we could print it into modern today. And there's a possibility it does nothing to the format. All this does is
1: replace the copies of Logic Knot in decks, and then you maybe add like one more copy.
0: Sure, but like sometimes I play a Death Shadow on two that my opponent couldn't Logic Knot because they have one card in the graveyard. Sure. And they could counterspell. Like I don't think, I'm willing I'm willing to make that sacrifice. I don't think I don't
1: think Blue White needs a boost in the Death Shadow matchup. Like, I, that's that's very specific. Maybe not, but I I think it'd be a great card for modern. I think, maybe. I think I'd rather fantastic. give the
0: control deck something like Deluge than than counterspell. I
1: well, maybe they can get both. <laughs>
0: What's your number three? My number three, we've already talked about. It's the Tranquil Thicket cycle. Um, love those. Love love cycling lands. Uh, cycling makes every format
1: better. Um, enough said. Totally agree. All right, my number three, another pair of cards. Oh, Some Filthy Cheater. They are. Goblin Lackey and Goblin Matron. Ooh, okay. So did not consider the Goblin deck. Goblins, but I'm, I'm into it. Yep, Goblins is such a cool deck. It's not quite high enough power level for Legacy. It's just not. Sure. I think you, it would be. actually know these ones. Can you read them to me? It, I know Lackey. So um. Goblin Lackey is a uh, costs one red for a Goblin creature. Uh, when it deals damage to a player, you may put a Goblin permanent from your hand onto the battlefield. Yeah, love this card. This um, is one of, if not the biggest piece of enabling the Goblins deck. In yeah, Legacy. and I
0: think that this card does interesting things to Legacy, especially since Darth, Deathrite Shaman, um, where it... it Really, in a like in a way that infect does encourages playing early removal spells, because mm-hmm. um, if not, the goblin deck is going to get a huge mana advantage from this card. Yeah. Um, and anything that incentivizes fatal pushes and lightning bolts,
1: uh, I'm game. Yep. I Sold. just I would be down to see a different kind of aether vial deck in modern. I sure. think it could be really really cool, and I think it would be powerful enough for modern. Yeah, I agree. And, but it wouldn't do? be it wouldn't be too much. So Goblin Matron is uh, is a uh, costs two and a red. It's a uh, creature, Goblin, one one. When it comes into play, you may search your library for a Goblin card. If you do, you reveal that card and put it into your hand. Okay. So basically, a recruiter of the guard for goblins. Tutor me, Tarfire. To oh god, that's <laughs> maybe get a nameless inversion. Oh you're uh, in. yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah so uh yeah these cards are two of the main cards that enable the goblins archetype and legacy think it would be really cool in modern i know cedric phillips would be happy he loves goblins. oh yeah
0: no th- these would be great um i don't i don't love that modern aggro decks are a little bit of a just like well what tribe do you want to play um, yeah, it's but, not like that recently. But I think that Goblins would add enough of a cool, interesting new take on that
1: that style of deck that
0: it would be worth it for me to
1: just And like, it's a little bit more of a grindy deck. I mean it's really sure, not yeah. all an all in aggro deck by any means. Yeah, no, it's a much more interesting And We got, got War Chief and Trashmaster recently. Yeah. It could be pretty fun. And the Crater Maker. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
0: That card's sweet. Was that that was your three? That was my number three. Okay, so my number two is the reason why I don't want counterspell because I want this card instead. Okay, this is one of my favorite Magic cards of all time, hands down. This
1: card is Miscalculation. That's my number one. Wow. Okay. You <laughs> want my that one and counter. counterspell? Of course, I want them both. Okay, I'm greedy Russ. So I mis- want it all.
0: Miscalc is one and a blue. <laughs> Uh, for an instant... I think we have the same top two then. This is interesting. <laughs> um, Mischalke is one and a blue for an instant that reads counter-target spell unless its controller pays two, and then it has cycling for two colorless mana, or two generic mana. Uh, this card is so fun in cube, and card. this card is the reason that I was so upset when uh, all the kit hour spoilers ended. Yep. Like, we were getting a cycling block, I fully expected
1: this to be your yes, in oh my care. god. Every I day too. I was watching Spoilers. And then we got Censor. And then we got Censor. Censor was the biggest slap in the face. <laughs> Sensor's fine. I don't have a problem with sensor, but uh, it yeah, just I really wanted good. this card. Yeah.
0: Sensor, for those who don't know, is one in a blue that reads, Counter Target Spell, Unless Its Controller Pays 1, and it has Cycling for just a blue mana. So, cheaper cycling uh,
1: for a worse regular spell. Do you think... How much better is miscalculation than mana leak in your mind? <laughs> Infinitely. Yeah. I, yeah. Just, like,
0: cycling on a card just, like, raises the bar so high. This is my same thing with Tranquil Thicket. Yeah. Um, you... The amount of times that that mana leak is better than, than miscalc might be, like... A pretty good number, yeah. but the imagine the the amount of times that mana leak is also not good and miscalc mm-hmm. you can just cycle
1: away has to be higher than that. I agree. When this was part of my counterspell argument, like like why do I have to play mana leak in modern? Yeah, I'd like rather play miscalc. Just... I don't want to play counterspell. I want to play miscalc. Give me that. If I have counterspell and I have miscalculation, I can guarantee you I'm not playing mana leak. Yeah, head. that's fair. That's but fair. No, I miscalculation. Uh, super cool card. We'd Love to play with it in modern, they could be great, not too powerful. You know, no, this would all. this would hands down not be too powerful, yeah, for modern, absolutely not. Perfect, power level. yeah, really perfect. All right, uh, so my number two, your number two Contain- is my number
0: one containment priest. Yes. Um, yeah, this we've talked about this card before, um, but this is the just like perfect sideboard card. Um, the issue that you get in so many decks. Is that they find their sideboard hate and it's a rest in peace or a stony silence or whatever and the combo deck looks at them and is like, okay, you have that thing but it's not killing me so I don't care. Mm -hmm. Containment Priest is a creature. It is a 2-2 flash for 2. 2-2
1: flash for 2. It's a good rate.
0: Yeah. It's a good rate. When you're Hate gets to attack for two damage a turn. Potentially more in the humans deck. This makes me slightly nervous, but I think it would be okay. Um, It's so much better. Yes, it doesn't die to traditional stuff. But also, like, I'm down to make Dredge do a little bit of a dance between this card and and Rest in Peace. Right. Like, do I bring in Nature's Claim? Do I not? How many Mm -hmm. Nature's Claims are good? Yep. Um, Because right now, Nature's Claim hits every good piece of sideboard. Hate... In modern, really, yeah, and
1: I'm down for that not to be the case. Which is also annoying because a lot of these decks have been playing ancient stirrings at the same time, and so it just leads to these weird, like green, colorless, busted sure. decks. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a kind of a weird spot um, where where green is getting the best card selection, and it's also the most uh, Versatile against cyborg hate. So yeah. And it's, I'm it's, it's weird.
0: As I've mentioned before, down for white base mid-range strategies yeah. to get a boost. Uh Containment Priest is one and a white for a 2-2 flesh. It reads if a non-token creature would enter the battlefield and it wasn't cast, exile it instead. It is a human cleric.
1: Um I, yeah, This card is perfect for yeah. modern. I mean, you said it before, um, I think this is maybe the most elegantly designed cyborg card that they've ever made Uh, i think it's really just perfect um hoses a decent number of overlapping strategies but it's not such a blunt tool like rest in pieces yeah it's just you play white you side the rest in piece in your cyborg that's the first thing you do before you put a card in your main deck when you're playing white and that really shouldn't be the case something that's a little bit more pointed of a cyborg hate like what if i want to play a base white deck that really wants its graveyard you know, yeah, isn't is even mean, a you've thing. I've seen
0: this tension, right, with Blue White. Like, they've been moving towards main decking the Rest in Peace and not playing any Snapcasters because Rest in Peace is so important. Right. Um, instead, Blue White could play this card and then get to keep their other two power flash creature for two. Right. Have a much better chance of clocking these
1: decks. Um, Obviously, hits other things too, like, you know, uh,. Living End, and Through the Breach, and has some other things that it hits. Yeah. So, uh, really cool versatile cyber card. Not too powerful, just good magic card.
0: Yeah, love this card. Uh, love it at number one, too. Um, yeah, that's our. those are our top ten modern cards. Um, if you think we missed something, let us know. Love to talk about it. Yeah, definitely. Twitter. Yeah, uh, we're on Twitter. We'll say this at the end, too. We're on, we're on Twitter at... Uh,
1: at fns cast okay so next we're going to talk about what we would play in an upcoming standard or modern tournament yeah we opened with
0: next with last weekend and we're going to finish off uh with next weekend looking forward uh
1: what would you play in modern um i think i would play one of two decks i would play grixis dash shadow which i've been playing for a while i think it's fairly well positioned uh but I think my number one deck would be Mono Red Phoenix, probably exactly the version that Jeff Card 16 0 the modern portion of SCG Baltimore with. Um, I think this deck's great. We talked about it before. Um, it's almost a burn deck. Uh, extremely fast, proactive, doesn't run out of gas easily, super hard to sideboard against. Uh, yeah, deck's great uh i'm with you that's one of my top two um i'm either playing that
0: i think i would play like one stomping ground and some ancient grudges in the sideboard yeah um as a twist over that i just think like it's a pretty free splash um but past that uh yeah love that decision uh secondly i am going with some Graces were um i think this deck is really good I think Chalice of the Void is really, really good in modern right now. It is. Um, It's good against Shadow. There's all these weird living creatures popping up. You can just like hose them for zero mana on turn one. Um, It's good against the Phoenix decks. It's not as good as as it is against Shadow, but they still have plenty of one mana spells. Um, We can attack those with Chalice, and then as I mentioned earlier, just like Wurr has the tools to go get a permanent that attacks so many of the strategies in modern um and i think that's a really good place to be right now
1: yeah i think this deck's very good and the prevalence of this deck on magic online has actually caused grixis dash shadow to start playing hercule's recall in the sideboard wild which is definitely wild um it's very good against the snaring bridge um I think if I was playing Shadow, I think I would include one copy of Hercule's Recall. Sure. Just because of this deck. That's fair. And I would go with the heavy Planeswalker package that we've been seeing. I think it's really good. Um, I think the four Stubborn Denial in the main is ambitious. Like, it was a good meta call in, in some places, but um, it, it's not very good against something like Spirits. And sure. It's possible. But I do like dropping the Lightning Bolts and going to four Fatal Push. What do you think about that?
0: I like it. Um, I'd probably play like 3-1 or something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, Um, that's the typical build,
0: right? Really? I play 2-2 right now. Um, Just sometimes, like, you're playing against control, just, like, bolt yourself on your end step, Um, and, like, Fatal Push doesn't do anything in those those games. Yeah, Bolt's certainly the more versatile card, and I bolt myself a lot at that deck. Um, and you're losing out on those lines. That being said, like Fatal Push is very good right now. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy to be playing it. So the other
1: deck that is not seeing a lot of play right now that I actually think could be well positioned is Humans. Because if you see a lot of Grixis Death Shadow, I mean Humans is a pretty awful matchup, and um, we're not seeing a ton of Tron either. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you know, I I think I gotta a-
0: assume Tron is a pretty abysmal uh, Phoenix matchup. So that's probably
1: part of what's pushing it down. Yeah, um, particularly mono red. The yeah. more aggressive Phoenix decks, particularly. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, but I think humans, you know, I mean, it has a half decent Phoenix matchup. Blue red at least. I mean, yeah, it yeah. can get thing in the ice totally out of the game. That you know that that can happen. That's but fair. I, but think but I think if people that, are moving to mono red too. Yeah. I so like humans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah i actually think humans you know i thought actually for the past couple of weeks that humans would be well positioned and we would see it do better in these tournaments but it hasn't yet we'll see it's fair i know
0: i know one thing that people were saying about toronto is that like lots of people in that meta like to play the blue red control decks um which like a pile of lightning bolts is always going to be okay against humans yeah
1: um, i mean we saw it We saw Jeskai basically exist in the metagame just to prey on humans at one point. Yeah,
0: like lost to everything else. Dumpstered
1: humans. Um, Yeah, so
0: that's what we'd play next weekend. Um, If you're heading out to a tournament, uh, have to pick up a deck. Those are the options, I would say. Um, There's a few more. But, you know, pick something that is going to attack these unfair decks and just be fast itself. Mm -hmm. What about standard Uh, In standard, I am playing one of a couple things. I think it comes down to what I said earlier. I'm playing the mono blue aggro deck because I think it is one of the best aggro decks we've seen in a while. I'm playing the blue white aggro deck to prey on the blue aggro deck. Though, we saw a couple times on camera on SCG Dallas that matchup is not perfect for blue white. Um, Blue can definitely run away with the game an early obsession on an unblockable creature is still going to be the blue-white aggro deck. Um, I'm probably, for myself, just sleeping up bug right now. I think Crasis is a stupid card. I love the permission in the sideboard against the Nexus decks, and I think I would play a little leaner version of it. I really like Assassin's Trophy in the meta right now. Yeah. Um, the bug decks have been a little low on it, um but i like being able to answer mono blues creatures um you know turn two you can kill them when they're tapped out if you're on the play um i think two copies of cast down which was the standard as your only two mana removal spells not enough to combat that deck yeah I mean, I think mono Blue traditionally had a good
1: matchup against salttice I think so yeah um, I, w- I want to lower the curve a little bit yeah so um, how, so just play more cheap removal you think yes. deal with mono blue yeah I mean certainly um and your matchup against blue is is so good yeah I mean the card quality in that deck is is crazy, right yeah I mean there's just the cards are very good in that deck and you get to play you just crisis. need to survive against against these decks yeah yeah definitely um yeah for me, it's mono blue. Yeah, I, agree. I I agree. Like that's especially if you're somebody who
0: hasn't played the format a lot and are going into a big tournament, like that deck Although that deck is difficult to play. It's difficult to play past a certain level, but I think like the I think it's easy to get to a very good point with that deck. Yeah. Um and I think that that deck is incredibly inherently powerful.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, that sounds good. So I think that'll
0: do it for this week uh yeah follow us on twitter at uh fns cast uh check out the youtube channel and yeah we'll hope to see you in a few weeks all right
1: see you guys